an epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Superchargers, headlights, and more. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. With over 122 million parts and eBay guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Plus, with prices that don't break the bank, you can stay on your A-game. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Welcome in, everybody, to Fantasy Pros. This is the Fantasy Football Podcast. It is me, Joey P. Joe P. is a P. And we've got a fun one for you today, folks. We have got a Superflex PPR mock draft with some heavy hitters. That's right, the duo known as Derrickson collectively one of the great celebrity couples of all time they are back d bro Derek brown the king of bros andrew erickson and we brought in one of our favorite guests he's such a great guy he's a he's a coach to the youth of america he's the one the only jamie eisenberg from cbs you know him from fantasy football today jamie i know it's training camp time and i just want to ask you as we're getting ramped up again did you have any weird hamstring pulls any you know problems with any like stiffness in the fingers, you know, cause we're ramping up now. And even for us analysts, sometimes as we're getting older. We're having some of those, you know, training camp injuries. How's the health right now? Uh, the health is good. No, no injuries, but I, I failed my physical again. So, you know, I'll be uh, doing the conditioning <laughs> drill over and over and over again, unfortunately. So they have pretty strict policies here at CBS. They make us run and, you know, I'll throw up a few times, but Hopefully I'll get through the conditioning drill and be, be good to go. I want the 40 time on Dave Richard. So whenever time you get that, please <laughs> send that old. That's on, that's on a sundial. Oh. <laughs> Coming in hot today. Oh, it's going to be so fun. Of course, we're also going to be mock drafting against our Discord users. And if you say, hey, I'd like to hang out with Derrickson and Jamie Eisenberg and Joey P and do a little mock draft action. Well, you can. You just got to join our Discord. It's free to join, so go check it out. we got spots where you can join leagues. We've got an incredible community where we're talking football all the time. People help you with trades. we got some of, I'm telling you, some of the best fantasy football players on the planet are hanging out in that Discord. And when you're premium, you get access to more channels, our stages during the season, our AMA channels, and fun things like this where we like to invite them on. And we've got a great group here again. We've got Rafi Bomb here. we got Fuzzy. we got Diviar. Uh, B12ers back again. Diviar is the reigning champ of the last mock, so we had to have him back. Uh, Moody's here. Oat Dog's with us. Uh, I can't even say that one name that the Scramslinator. I don't know. You're going to just call you the, the Dask. That's what your nickname's going to be. Uh, but again, make sure you go over to fantasypros.com slash premium. Join today. Or you could always, you know, throw your hat in the ring for some freebies. 
leave a comment below, subscribe to the YouTube channel, and we're giving away every month a free one-year premium upgrade. That's pretty good last time I checked. So we're going to kick things off here. I'm drafting from the one because it's easier for me to do ad reads and talk and things like that. Uh, in a couple weeks, we're going to have a big draft here. Andrew Erickson, Derek Brown are all coming to my house. We're going into the live flex draft in New York. Hopefully we'll see Jamie there. And uh, it's going to be a good time there. So this is a good little practice for you and me, D, because we're in the Superflex League together. So you're trying to get a little draft intel from me here. Is that what you're trying to do today? Oh, absolutely. But uh, to be honest, I already feel like I'm behind the eight ball. I, I, I'm flanked by Fuzzy and DVR, who if you were in Discord last <laughs> week and popped into my stages, I did a Superflex mock draft there. So They've already got the roadmap, man. I'm going to get sniped left and right. This is going to be fun, but a lot of pain. Well, as the reigning champion of that league, I'm going to make you hand me my belt before we sit down for the draft. I just want you to know. Uh, Andrew Erickson, uh, you are also in flex this year. Um, very excited to have you come over and hang out. We're going to have cocktails by the pool, go do a little drafting. This is the perfect time to get a little insight to how other people are drafting. How have you found that draft intel tool that we have at Fantasy Pros and the Draft Wizard, where you can basically unleash it on your league it'll tell you all of the the tells all of the tendencies of everybody in your league that historically are always trying to win and then create bots that you could draft against has that been a help for you as you've continued to you know find your way through all these different leagues and all these different people you're playing against yeah well i think it helps you kind of understand you always have a hunch about certain drafters like i feel like this guy always reaches like two or three rounds for this particular player and that player always gets hurt you know, it's like a, it's a red flag. It's like, whoever this guy likes, I cannot draft him whatsoever. So yes, plugging in the draft Intel tool is a great way to really hone in on your specific draft and who you're up against. Because when you know your opponents, that's how you get the edge. That's right. We want you to get the edge. That's what we're trying to do with Fantasy Pros. Again, download that draft wizard. Start looking at these tools. Unbelievable stuff. Now I'm at the top here. And the question is, do you want to start here with the premium quarterback position because it's super flex? Or do you want to go the other way and try to find some other quarterbacks a little later, a little longer down the trough? Because I have an opportunity where I have the entire board with me. And I've been doing a lot of mocks on the draft wizard. I mean, a lot because I'm going to be drafting from this very spot in a few weeks in a very important league. I'm going to try something different today. I've been taking a lot of wide receiver first, a lot of Jamar Chase first. I'm going to try to take Patrick Mahomes today and see how that works out for me against these quote-unquote experts. Well, not quote-unquote. They are experts. And of course, by experts, I'm talking about our Discord people. And then these two guys I work with. And yes, Jamie Eisenberg's an expert. So I'm going to go ahead and start with Mahomes. He's off the board. And so the quarterbacks begin. Jalen Hurts goes next. Raffi Baum is up next. So fan took at 102 Jalen Hurts. Again, just to let everybody know, we've got 12 teams in here. It is PPR. We've got the flex and the super flex. We trim back the bench just a little bit today. We're on a 30-second clock. So, gentlemen and ladies in the draft, make sure that you have your cues ready to go. Uh, Justin Jefferson goes to Rafi. See, this is usually what I do. Now I'm going to be looking the whole time, wondering about Rafi's team and if I could have had it. Fuzz is on deck next here. And then, D, bro, you're at 105. So, D, which way are you going here with your five overall pick? Um, so yeah, I mean, what I wanted to do with this one is, is get one of those top five picks because really in Superflex, whether it's dynasty, whether it's redraft, a lot of times I'm leaning towards quarterback, you know, and, and I, I just want to get it out of the way. Now, whether I go back to quarterback in round two, or you wait and you kind of piece together QB two, when does I get the first one off? I'm not playing chicken with people. I'm mm -hmm. not like, Oh, I don't well, know if chicken, I'm you're on there. the clock. So don't miss your pick. All right, chick. <laughs> 
<laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah. I'm going to go with my QB too. I'm going to go with Lamar Jackson. There I think go. that he crushes this year. More passing volume. If he runs for 900 to 1,000 yards, he's going to break fantasy football. Okay, so we have four of the first five picks being quarterbacks. Jefferson, the lone wide receiver. DVR uh, taking chase. So here we go. All of our smart Discord users probably using my cheat sheets against me. Curses! Uh, again, another great feature. You can create the, the the cheat sheets you use in these drafts. Sync your league, connect into the draft. It's unbelievable. Before we get too far ahead of ourselves, let's take a quick break in the action to announce the winner of our Trophy Smack Ultimate Custom One of One Championship Belt, courtesy of Trophy Smack. That winner is Michael Minardi. Congratulations, Michael. Please get in touch with our customer support agents at mailbag at fantasypros.com with your mailing address and proof of your subscription to the Fantasy Pros YouTube channel. And we will get in touch with you again. The winner is you, Michael Minardi. So hit us up again, mailbag at fantasypros.com. And congratulations. And if you want to be like Michael, of course, our next contest is right around the corner. So congratulations and special thank you to Trophy Smack for doing outstanding work, making beautiful belts. And Michael Minardi, you're the big winner. Congrats. All right, let's jump back in. Herbert going 107. Now, that one's a little surprising to me. Eh, super flex, but still. Andrew Erickson, this puts you in a unique position. CMC on the board. Eckler on the board. Kelsey on the board. As far as quarterbacks go, we got a few of those guys. Joe Burrow, uh, the biggest one. But you went uh, with Super Pot Energy, by the way. Great team name today. You went with Justin Fields. Let's talk about it. Why Fields over Burrow? Because he's a mobile quarterback. I don't think it needs to be that more complicated. People talk about Fields and how he doesn't have a floor because of the passing, but it's the rushing that's giving him a floor. Like, that's why he's good in fantasy. That's why he was better than Tom Brady last year. Tom Brady threw the ball more than everybody, and it didn't matter because he didn't have a rushing floor. So Fields, the passing concerns are if he passes so badly, then he gets benched. Like, that's the concern. But I don't think that's going to happen. So for me, I think that he has a higher ceiling with the rushing, and I think an expanded passing game with the weapons they've added for him to be a better quarterback in fantasy than Joe Burrow. Don't say floor too many times around Jamie because he's been having the floors redone in his house for like the last month. He can't <laughs> walk anywhere. It's a huge disaster. Uh, Jamie, you also <clears throat> went quarterback at your spot here. As quarterbacks were flying off the board, the pick at 110 was Trevor Lawrence. Was that reactionary to how you felt the quarterback board was falling to you? Or was Lawrence, in your opinion, a very viable first-round selection in a Superflex this year? He's the last one for me. He's the last guy I think that should go in the first round. Now, you can make a case, obviously, for Anthony Richardson, but clearly there's some, you know, pitfalls there with him. And, you know, is he going to start from week one? You know, how successful will he be as a passer? You know, he has, I, I think, you know, as uh, as as we heard, you know, there, there's a there's a chance he could break fantasy as well. Um, you know, if he if he throws to a, a pretty successful level on top of what he's able to do as a, as a rusher. But I think we got to see, you know, is he going to earn the job from week one? So I, I think if this was a one quarterback league and we were talking about the run on quarterbacks later, uh, I would probably take Richardson over Lawrence just based on upside. But in a super flex two quarterback league, I'm going to take the floor with with Trevor Lawrence. I just think he's safe. I think he's going to have a huge season. I love the setup in Jacksonville with the addition of Calvin Ridley. So I'm excited about Trevor Lawrence. I think he's a first round pick in this format. And it says a lot, too, that you weren't willing to risk it coming back around because you're at the 10 spots. So you could have played chicken a little bit, as we were talking about earlier. And taking a McCaffrey or an Eckler or Barkley or one of those kind of guys. And guess what? Those are all the guys that went. So McCaffrey at 111. Then at the turn, Oat Dog selects Austin Eckler and Barkley. Uh, Lord Voldemort, he who should not be named, uh, selected McCaffrey with their first pick. And then on the way back in 202, again, I can't even, there's so many consonants by a vowel. I'm not even sure who that is at 202 who decided to name their team that. I can't pronounce it. Take it easy on me. I mean, you know, I'm like doing 5,000 sports and things here. 
Can you just have a normal name in the draft? That's all I ask. But anyway, Cooper Cup goes at 202. Phenomenal value. Speaking of value, 203. Jamie Eisenberg picked up a wide receiver as well. A little bit of extracurricular questions going on with a little altercation. But Jamie, you felt pretty comfortable with Tyreek Hill as your second rounder. I mean, anybody that guarantees 2,000 yards delivers, right? He's not going to fail on that Every time. Um, Every time. Look, it's a, it, it, it's a great setup. I, I think as long as Tua stays healthy, he has a chance to be, a, you know, top three conversation at the position. But we saw last year, even when Tua was out, he was the one guy that sort of survived the backups there. And I think Mike White, you know, despite the fact that Teddy Bridgewater unfortunately got hurt, but Mike White, I think, is a, a little bit more secure backup right now than what they were dealing with with Skylar Thompson when he was you know, taking over for, for Tua with the concussion. So the system is great. Obviously, Tyreek, you know, proved that he can survive without Patrick Mahomes and play at an ultra high level. And so for me, he's in that top four conversation of the position. When you start three wide receivers, even though it might be a better situation to go with two quarterbacks in this format, I'm going to take my chance with Tyreek Hill in the second round. Okay, let's see how the draft continues to unfold. After Hill, we have Bijan Robinson going 204 to Moody. Then, Andrew Erickson, you selected Travis Kelsey with your next pick. Let's hear why. I just really like the value of Travis Kelsey here. I think that sometimes these skill players get lost with the run on quarterbacks. That's what people are trying to push up the board because of the format. And, I mean, getting Travis Kelsey in the middle of the second round? Like, that sounds like a steal to me. And I find myself not really drafting a lot of Travis Kelsey in one quarterback leagues because he always goes so high. But here in the middle of the second round, I think it's really good value. Okay, good value, Travis Kelsey. It's a heck of a way to start a team there. You've got a lot of upside. Okay, after uh, you select Kelsey at 206, Nick Chubb goes off the board. Uh, A.J. Brown, again, if DVR is not using the Joe Pizapia cheat sheet, I don't know who is. Uh, so that's the next pick. And then, of course, uh, we had the King of Bros select Tony Pollard. No surprise there. Tell all the people why you love Tony Pollard for the 500th time. Go ahead, D. <laughs> I mean, talk about good values. I mean, my RB1 overall, yeah, I'll take him right here. Um, considering that we still don't have another back sign in Dallas, don't they think that's going to happen? We'll see. But the skill set is all world, baby. I mean, I'm I'm just drafting Austin Eckler 2.0 at a discount. Okay, Austin Eckler 2.0. Do you, do you fear? Do you fear if they if they bring somebody else? And obviously Zeke would be the most likely one. Like, what what would that do? How far would he get knocked down for you? Uh, I would keep him top five. He'd probably be somewhere in the RB4, RB5 range because still I would project him to be the lead back there. And with a 50% opportunity share, I mean, he was a top 10 back last year. Push that to 60, 65%. Um, and I still put him in that range. Okay. After Tony Pollard goes. Yeah, stay, stay away, Zeke, by the way. Stay, stay away. <laughs> yes, we all. I think we can all write a look. <laughs> Dear Ezekiel Elliott from all of us, please. <laughs> go find another hobby. Uh, there's something else for you to do. Uh, we had uh, Stefan Diggs go next, then Deshaun Watts, another QB off the board at 210. I wanted Stevenson to not make it back to me. Uh, so I got, uh, you know, a little tough one there from fan, but I went CeeDee Lamb and Garrett Wilson with my back-to-back -back picks. So I'm starting off here with Mahomes, Lamb, Wilson. I like the way that that's setting up here. Uh, we have uh, Amon Ross St. Brown going next, then Jonathan Taylor at the 303 as we turn things around for the third round. Devontae Adams goes next. Uh, Jamie question for you on Devonte Adams. Uh, we had a lot of discussions lately about players. We we're fading. This is one of them for me with the uncertainty of the health of Jimmy Garoppolo. I know you're coming up on a pick soon, but is, is Adams at his current ADP someone you're fading as well? Or do you think he's being faded too much and he becomes an actual value? No, I'm, I'm pretty much out on him as well. You know, I, I think you look at the setup first off, you know, he's, he's hit that age range where you got to be concerned, you know, turning 30. Uh, the quarterback situation is definitely a question. It's obviously positive that, that Garoppolo avoided the pup list, but I agree with you, Joe. I don't know exactly the health of, of where he's going to be at, at, at. Is he close to 100%? 
Um, I, I think you look at just this this feeling of this team in general taking a step back. Clearly, the the rest of the division got better. Uh, I think the Raiders got worse, and so the mm-hmm. fact that he's disgruntled already, his age, his quarterback questions. You know, I, I think there's going to be some sort of a, not necessarily a huge downward spiral for him, but I think he goes from you know a guy that was in the upper elite to that next tier. And I think if he's being drafted accordingly, which is probably somewhere in the middle to the end of round two, that's fine. But I still think you see him go some cases back into round one, early round two. To me, that's a little bit too soon. All right, I'll let Jamie make his pick here. He's on the clock. Uh, Andrew Erickson, by the way, you're on notice when you turn 30. We start devaluing you. All right, uh, continuing <laughs> on here after Adams goes, Mark Andrews at 305 to Debro. Debro, let's talk about Mark Andrews, another tight end that you have said over and over. If you give me Andrews at any discount, you're taking him. And that's, by golly, what you did here today. Oh, yeah. I mean, really, this comes down, and I've, I've laid out my tight end strategy. It's either go with Kelsey, Andrews, or Waller, or just totally punt the position. And I know these Discord subs very, very well, as mm-hmm. well as Andrew Erickson. I'm not fighting the Darren Waller fight on this show. I'm not doing it, people. So I'll go with Mark Andrews. I know that I'm stacking in with Lamar Jackson. To me, in best ball, fine, you want to do that. Redraft, I'm not against it. If that would have fallen, I'm not going to aggressively go with him. But yeah, I'll take Mark Andrews here. Onesie position, uh, falling down the board, and a guy that can match Travis Kelsey for production this year. Yeah, I'm in on it. Okay, so after Andrews, Josh Jacobs goes off the board at 306. 307 is Waddle. And then Chris Olave going to you, Andrew Erickson, one of my favorite guys. You must feel pretty good about this selection, yes? Yeah, I feel good about it. I, I wanted Waddle, but he went right before my pick. But I think Chris Olave is a good consolation prize, especially in the full PPR. Now, I'm not like the biggest Derek Carr fan, but I think that Olave at worst is still going to be the number one receiver on the Saints at playing a dome. So I'm confident about him after a very efficient rookie season. Efficient indeed, and certainly an upgrade at quarterback. Uh, T. Higgins at 309. We're going to get to both of Jamie's picks together here. 310, he took Tua Tungavailoa. Then Dak Prescott goes at 311. Derrick Henry at the turn at 312. And then 401, Daniel Jones, Devonta Smith, Calvin Ridley. So Ridley and Tua, let's talk about your selections here, Jamie. What was the approach? You got your second quarterback and a pretty good uh, piece as well in Calvin Ridley, who I think could be a potential league winner this year. Yeah, I, I didn't do this intentionally, but I end up stacking my two quarterbacks and my top receivers. So <laughs> you did, didn't look at you. Tua and and, and Tyreek Hill and, and Trevor Lawrence and, and Calvin Ridley. I buy into both these offenses. You know, I think there's there's a lot of, you know, big plays uh, clearly from the receiver spots. I agree with you. I think Calvin Ridley, if he does bounce back and plays like the level that we saw, which is a, you know, somewhat of a big ask, but still good situation to be in, you know, going to a team like Jacksonville with a quarterback like Lawrence. So I uh, just felt like these were the two best players on the board. Um, I, I think there's going to be enough running back depth that I could wait on that position. So happy with the two quarterbacks and super flex and certainly happy with those two wide receivers. Okay. So very happy with his selections. We like to keep Jamie and our guests here. Always happy. Uh, as we continue on looking through who is next year after Jamie selects Calvin Ridley, Najee Harris in the fourth round of super flex is a great value for Moody. Brees Hall goes to you, Andrew Erickson. You got your guy, Brees Hall. Uh, if Dalvin cook should sign there during this show, how do you feel about that pick? Andrew? I mean, I definitely reached on Brees Hall. Then <laughs> if Dalvin <laughs> cook's going to sign with the jets, then <laughs> should it be drafting Brees Hall, even in the fourth round, potentially, uh, in a super flex format. So, I mean, we'll see how things shake out. I believe in the talent. And I think at the end of the day, like when fantasy football championships are happening, Brees Hall is going to be the jets leading running back. So it may not be that week one necessarily, but week 14, week 15 comes around playoffs are on the line i think Brees hall is going to be out there and scoring fantasy points for my team 
Yeah, hard to argue with that. All right, I'm up next. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to pause this so we can get some uh, more recap of the drafts here. Uh, we've got uh, after Brees Hall, Keenan Allen goes, then Geno Smith, Anthony Richardson, Jameer Gibbs was hoping would make it back to me. He did not. Travis Etienne, Aaron Jones. Now in that mix, the Anthony Richardson pick was Derek Brown. So Debro, let's talk about Anthony Richardson. Uh, is this a reach here? Are you going and in, in a little bit too much first or last? Or do you think that Richardson as a fourth round value is exactly where he should be in Superflex in 2023. I mean, I think it's where he should go in Superflex formats. Like right now I have Anthony Richardson in that late third, early fourth kind of conversation for Superflex. And really this is, we're swinging for upside. And the other part about this is I feel like they're after Anthony Richardson, there is a little bit of a drop off. So I'm going to want to play again, quarterback chicken. Now I have my two quarterbacks. I have one running back. I have another onesie position. I really can kind of wait on running back if I choose to and really just kind of pound these middle round wide receivers, which wide receiver, there's still a lot of really good names that have upside left on the board. So knocking out the second quarterback position where I've got Anthony Richardson as QB 10. So good floor ceiling combo. Um, yeah, I think that this is the time or the shot to sit here and take on quarterback, especially QB two. Uh, agreed. I'm going to take my QB two, which is the guy who finishes QB nine last year, Kirk cousins. He's boring, but he got his own Netflix special, which means anyone can get a Netflix show. I'm hoping for mine sometime later this year. Uh, but again, I keep looking at that defense. They still stink. Uh, they continue to, uh, look ahead and I'm seeing uh, a defense that's still going to give up points, which means the offense is going to have to continue to push the ball. And uh, I might have to go zero RB because I can't believe DK Metcalf still on the board. And you know what? Uh, maybe it's going to get ugly for me in the running back streets. Maybe I will make myself angry for not taking Joe Mixon at the end of the day here. But I could not pass on DK Metcalf still being available uh, to me as my wide receiver three. Basically, I've got three number ones in my heart, in my mind. And that sort of relative position value over my opponents is a win. I've got the two big QB one guys out there. I think they're both going to finish those QB ones again this year. I think that I've got three number one wide receivers and now it's time for me to take some shots at RB and it might get ugly. It might get ugly fast. We shall see TJ Hawkinson goes next right after and then Jared Goff. So perhaps I have spurred some others on to take some more quarterbacks. That will certainly help my running back situation. And another thing that can help your situation, especially if you're a bald guy like me is a really good razor. And a good value. And Harry's has all of that. So, you know, Derek Brown, myself, you look at us, you're saying, I can't imagine what the budget is for those guys with razors. And you're right. And that's why I love Harry's. I got the free trial this summer, actually. And I've been using it ever since. If you go to harrys.com slash fantasy pros, the starter set is available right now. You got $13 value for just three bucks. I'm telling you, they're high quality. You've also got um, the shave gel that comes with it. Get the travel cover, all that stuff. And you got the five blades, just like you always get the five blades in the store-bought razors that cost twice, three times as much. Harry's is the place to go. I'm telling you, once you try it, you'll never go back. So harrys.com slash fantasy pros. Use that promo code fantasy pros as well. And you can get your starter set now for just three bucks. Give it a shot. And if you're not going to take advice from a guy like me with this bald head, I don't know who you're taking advice from when it comes to shaving. Hey, Doug Gottlieb here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making the now perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck, like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines the raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. With the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower further than ever before. 
or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma. Delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style, the new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. With new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. When you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out the amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Let's continue on with the picks here, gentlemen, and see what's going on and shave some more of these off. After Jared Goff goes, Joe Mixon at 504. Jerry Judy to the king of bros. Let's talk about him. A guy being drafted as a low-end wide receiver, too. I think he's got high-end wide receiver, two. Maybe even scratch the surface of low-end wide receiver, one. Your thoughts, D-Bro? I'm totally in on Jerry Judy. I think it's the breakout season. And yes, I know that we're looking at razor thin margins here with these wide receivers in the middle rounds, but we're shooting upside. Jerry Judy absolutely has it, regardless of whatever metric you want to post out there and look at. And we want to talk about Sean Payton landing in Denver. I think that the the ceiling is absolutely crazy for him. Um, I've got him as a top 20 wide receiver. I think that he can be a wide receiver one this year. And I really hope so because he's the first wide receiver I drafted for this team. All right. Uh, Well, look, it's a good place to start. And every team is going to have different strengths. I always tell everybody this drafts are for getting talent, build core roster strength. You can fill out your drafts later on, take the best players you can. And that will lead you to ultimate success. Aaron Rodgers goes next at 506. Then Drake London, then Mr. Big Pot Energy, actually super pot energy today. Pardon me. Amari Cooper, 508. Your thoughts, Erickson? Number one wide receiver. I know that he uh, had a slight tweak in his leg or hamstring or something in training camp so far for the Browns. So don't love that. But <laughs> they said he would practice. They said he's going to practice on Monday. So I think that he'll be OK. OK, he's thinking he's going to be OK. Uh, let's continue on with the rest of the picks here. So after you went Amari Cooper, Chris Godwin, Christian Watson, Debo Samuel, DJ Moore now in this mix. Jamie, you took uh, Christian Watson. That was your selection at the 5-10. I'm fairly confident about Jordan Love this year making enough use of Christian Watson for him to go in this range. Obviously, you must have felt the same making this selection. The big playmaking ability is there. The question is the consistency. Do you think you're going to see enough consistency out of Watson to like this pick? I do. You know, I, I think you look at this receiving core. Obviously, it's very young. You know, Romeo Dobbs has gotten a lot of, you know, positive attention this offseason as a guy that that Jordan Love is looking for. And, you know, we'll see what Reed does and, and Musgrave and, you know, just the options that they have there. But Watson's clearly is the headliner. And, you know, based on what he showed last year, as long as Jordan Love is competent, I think we'll see, you know, uh, LaFleur put him in enough spots where he'll have the chance to succeed. You know, he, he spoke at the owners meetings about, 
he never had a rookie receiver that could pick up all all different spots, all the different you know wide receiver spots as quickly as as Watson did. So that speaks to I think that they'll move him around, which is positive. So target share should be there. Uh, if the quarterback play is competent, I think he has a huge ceiling uh, ahead of him and a huge year in front of him. It was a tough call between him and Debo Samuel. I'm just concerned about the uh, all the mouths to feed there in San Francisco. And is Brock Purdy going to be 100% healthy? You know how that all quarterback situation could play out. So that was a tough call, but. Uh, I was shooting for upside with my third receiver there, and I think Watson has a little bit more upside than Debo Samuel this year. And look, Debo went right after, then DJ Moore, Terry McLaurin to close out round five and then start round six. Cam Akers next, and then you got J.K. Dobbins on the way back. That was somebody I was considering drafting way back when D.K. Metcalf was still on the uh, on the op- <laughs> the the availability list. And J.K. Dobbins, your first running back, do you feel comfortable with that in your super flex scenario? Because with these stacks you got with the quarterbacks and the wide receivers, I think J.K. is a pretty solid low-end one. Your thoughts on this selection and what it looks like potentially with that new offensive coordinator, Todd Munkin, calling the plays. Love the situation with Munkin. You know, the fact that they'll use him more in the passing game I think is there. Uh, I I love the fact, you know, we, we always, you know, use news to our advantage, pros and cons. And the fact that he's on the pup list will drive the price down. You know, so if you're in the J.K. Dobbins camp, you're going to get him at a, at a discounted price. The Melvin Gordon signing, I think, will drop him down a couple spots in some people's minds. Take that, take advantage of that situation as well. He's going to be the lead back there for Baltimore. I think, you, you know, the fact that there was at least one report where he was okay, at least, you know, showing some some signs of positivity at the, at the facility, despite being placed on the pup list. You know, you never like to see that, obviously, but I think he should be fine come week one. I think it's a great offense, like you alluded to. Offensive line should be great. Lamar Jackson just makes his running backs better. Uh, I love this setup for J.K. Dobbins. All right, great setup for Dobbins. I love it, too. Could not agree more. Deontay Johnson goes next to Moody. And then uh, you here, Andrew Erickson, select DeAndre Hopkins, perhaps raising some eyebrows. I don't know, but let's have a discussion here. This is not exactly a prolific offense through the air. Do you think Hopkins gets enough here to return value? And he is your number three, so how do you feel about it? Yeah, I mean, I'm getting in that wide receiver 20 to 24 range. It's full PPR. So when they do throw the ball, it's going to Hopkins. Like that, that much I know. So they paid him enough money for him to be the wide receiver one. Do I think he has a wide receiver one ceiling? Not necessarily, but like you alluded to, Joe, he's my third wide receiver. Okay, so third wide receiver to Erickson. Tyler Lockett goes next, then George Kittle to DVR. At 6.08, you selected Damian Pierce. Uh your thoughts here on this selection. He is your second running back. So all your RBs uh, live in Texas. And that's why Derek Brown writes his checks in Tennessee. Debro, that's an old reference. I don't know if you get that. Jamie Lassie, Jamie got it. So Debro, you took David Montgomery with your next pick too. So you're starting to build that running back room. How do you feel about what it looks like with Pierce Pollard and Montgomery? I feel good about it. I mean, with this running back room, I was really hoping that Deontay Johnson, Brandon Ayuk fell to me. So I was looking to go wide receiver here. Um, But this is a really different team build for me. So I'm going to kind of see where it goes. I mean, usually I'm more of the uh, wide receiver heavy early. So, you know, going with uh, quarterbacks, punting to some onesie positions and really backfilling wide receivers. um, I'm probably going to take some shots on some upside guys, rookies and stuff here. In the upcoming rounds, hopefully I don't get sniped, but we shall see. But uh, overall, feel pretty good. I mean, Pierce and David Montgomery are kind of the last of a, a tier for me of kind of guaranteed volume. So I really felt like I needed to lock them in with the wide receivers kind of drying up that I wanted. All right. So after you took Pierce, Pittman went, then Miles Sanders, Christian Kirk. Then to me at the turn, I took Rashad White. And I always keep telling everybody, don't take people on bad offenses. But I keep waiting for them to sign somebody else. And I don't think they're going to at this point. So In a PPR, I'll take Rashad White, and I'm also going to take Alvin Kamara. Why? Because why not at this point? I need the upside at RB. 
I could take some boring old guys, but you know what? Let me see what happens with Kamara. If it works out as my RB2, maybe he even becomes my RB1. This is when you shoot your shot in the draft in that sixth, seventh round. You take some shots at RB. I'm going to have to back these guys up, obviously, too, just in case. After that, at 701, Russell Wilson at 702. Brandon Ayuk, as mentioned before, at 703. Dallas Goddard goes to Fuzz at 704. Debro took Montgomery, then James Conner, Darren Waller. Back to you, Erickson. Ken Walker the third. I know we like Ken Walker, the player, but with Charbonnet around, are you concerned about this pick being one that could really at the end turn around and bite you? Not when I'm getting him outside the top 24 running backs. Like he went outside the top. Like he, this is this draft is saying that Ken Walker can't be an RB two. Like that's blasphemy. He's going to finish as an RB two and he's going to be top 24 running back. Like he's going to get over 200 touches still. So yeah, I'm not the highest on Ken Walker, but this is where you really have to look at the value pockets with some of these players and he mm-hmm. fell way too much mm-hmm. for me to, to pass on when I needed a running back. So All right. I like the pick. Go make your other pick. You got five seconds left. I hope you made it in time. Oh, good. I had, you the, just... I, I had the queue already. We were good to go. I know how no exciting uh, the receiver on the Arizona Cardinals. That's going to be prolific. We'll get the to number that one second. receiver on the Cardinals. I don't in PPR. care. Yeah. Well, he might be the number one, but that offensive line is number two. Let's get to Matthew Stafford <laughs> as the next one at seven Oh nine. Then Kyle Pitts at seven ten to Jamie Eisenberg. Jamie, you and I, you know, in drafts that we do, I know I do a league with you and CBS experts, and it's always a tough room. You and I always go and target the same players. I'm looking at Pitts too in this bounce back in a value. You got him here. I imagine you're pretty excited about the upside, right? I was a little surprised to see him on the board. You know, I, I think, look, we all see the flaws. You know, the offense is clearly not the most prolific from a passing standpoint, and Desmond Ritter has certainly got a lot of room to prove that he can support, you know, not just Pitts, but also Drake London. But still, I think if he does come anything close to what his ceiling is, you know, which is asking, again, a, a lot, you're talking about a guy that could be a top three tight end, if not, you know, number two uh, behind Travis Kelsey. So um, there, there's there's definitely some 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 pitfalls with, with Kyle Pitts, unfortunately. But the upside, especially at this point, when the, the guys that were still on the board after him, you know, I think it was, they're probably still there, Pat Fryermuth and uh, Evan Ingram, David Njoku. I mean, the, the, there's no question that the, the ceiling is definitely in Kyle Pitts' favor. So. It was an easy choice at that point. Understandable. Derek Carr goes next, then Jordan Love and Mike Williams at the turn, starting the eighth round, then 802. Mike Evans, back to you with Madison, which is a player that, again, I was looking at between Kamara, Rashad White, Madison, Ken Walker, looking at all these different guys. I just went for the pure upside for the pass catching guys. That's what I went for. But what are your expectations for Madison here with, you know, Dalvin Cook leaving? We see Madison be in this offense before, look good in it at times. Uh, do you believe? that Madison will, you know, kind of deliver where the ADP is currently tell you in basically what his value is. I think the ADP is somewhat reflective of, of where he should be going. You know, I never like to just follow ADP, but, you know, when you're talking about a guy, you know, similar to, to Ken Walker, as, as Andrew was alluding to, you know, not, not necessarily the top 20, top 15 caliber player, but the situation is somewhat top 15, you know, in terms of if he gets that type of volume, he's, he's doesn't have the you know explosiveness that you look for. And we'll find out, you know, if he can handle the pass catching role, this is going to be an offense that puts up points, you know, and that's the thing I think you look at, they're going to throw the ball a lot. That's certainly going to benefit, obviously the pass catchers. And as you alluded to with Kirk cousins, um, there's a reason they moved on from Dalvin cook aside from just the financials, you know, it might be getting to a point where, you know, they were uncomfortable with him. But I'm also curious about Ty Chandler. I'm curious about McBride. I'm curious about Nwagnu and, and how they're going to use all these guys. So I think if you're just valuing Madison appropriately, and there's a reason why he falls to the eighth round in a Superflex League, 
it's kind of understanding that you know he's he's got a room to grow, but there's there's a pretty nice room there and a, and a, and a decent ceiling if you get hit. All right, after Madison John Dotson goes, let's talk about Marquise Brown, Erickson. Go ahead. So sell me on why a guy with second and even third string quarterbacks playing behind the worst offensive line in football can still be fantasy relevant. I mean, can he be a top 48 wide receiver? Because that's what I do. It's all about value, Joe. Like you're talking about these players with flaws. And of course, they got flaws are falling in the draft. And I'm scooping it up because the perspective with Marquise Brown is it's full PPR. He's the number one receiver on his team that plays in a dome. And it's probably going to be Colt McCoy. It's not a rookie quarterback under center. It's not Anthony Richardson under center. It's Colt McCoy, who we saw Marquise Brown play with last year and have decent games with. So for me, again, I'm just scooping up my value hound. <laughs> the value hound has been released. <laughs> you know, I wish we'd have more fun at work. Just the three of us sometimes. And of course, our guests uh, after Marquise Brown. Then we have uh, Javante Williams going next. Interesting news about him recently, too, that he's going to be healthy for the beginning of camp. Something I don't think a lot of us expected, though. We'll see how things proceed. Jordan Addison goes next. Then Jackson Smith and Jigba to the king of bros, uh, Derek Brown. He is number three in this pecking order. Is that enough to return value at the 808 pick? Uh, I'll push back on the number three in the pecking order. That's oh. the assumption. But well, then JSN could be the wide receiver, too, in this offense. And the the reason because of that murkiness is why he falls this late. But we always talk about the ranges of what happens to players. And we do this with running backs and stuff. JSN is one injury away to DK Metcalf or Tower Lockett or just showing that he has the talent to be the wide receiver two in this offense immediately from being a wide receiver two weekly. So I'll take the upside shot on him. After you select in Jigba, Cortland Sutton goes, then DeAndre Swift, Dalvin Cook to the fan. And then I have two picks in a row. I'm going to take some of my guys. So Isaiah Pacheco says, oh, I'm good. good I'm good. I'm ready to go. Put me in coach. Don't worry about no shoulder surgeries or any of that issues. Uh, Pacheco's a tough kid, man. He's fast. He's starting to show you could be, the guy I know CH is there. I know Jerick McKinnon came back, but I'm still putting the money on Pacheco as the third RB. I can handle that. Zay Flowers is my next pick too, because I think Zay Flowers is going to be the guy here. So I stole your wide receiver. You could have taken him and you and Lamar Jackson and Zay Flowers. Derek Brown could have had a beautiful season together, but no, he's on my team. Get to the back of the line. Also, Rashad Bateman. I'm so happy that I took Flowers before Bateman went because I wanted to make a statement about that. Enough for Rashad Bateman. I've had it. It's over. It's done. He's never on the field. Zay Flowers is that dude. Love that guy. After that, we have uh, Traylon Burks going. Quentin Johnston goes right before Derek Brown. That's got to be a knife in the heart, Derek. Can you recover? I'm going to let you think about your pick. And in the meantime, if you're thinking about going out there and having some fun this summer, besides the YouTube channel of Fantasy Pros, which I know is where you get most of your fun from, Go check out Game Time because they've got tickets for everything. And they're the fastest growing ticket app in the United States. You can get great deals on baseball games, on football games later in the fall, band stuff. You go to concerts, uh, comedians, everything. It's all there. All you got to do is download the Game Time app. And we're talking about some of the huge summer concerts that are going on this time of year. Download the app. Use the promo code FANTASYPROS. You get $20 off your first purchase. We all know with the ticket app sometimes you're always looking to save and that is a great way. So use the promo code Fantasy Pros. Download the Game Time app. Put it in Fantasy Pros. One word, twenty bucks off, and that's it. It's pretty easy. So go outside, have some fun, do something before football starts. And Jamie Eisenberg knows this. Once September rolls around, you won't see us outside very often. Last minute tickets, lowest prices, guaranteed. That's the Game Time app. Let's continue on with the picks, gentlemen. Uh, as we go through, go ahead, D Bro. Talk about your selection of Brandon Cooks. Uh, to go along with this wide receiving core of Jerry Judy and JSN. It's more just pain because I wanted 
QJ. That was going to be my pick. Thank you, Fuzzy, for delivering always, the pain hammer. Always fuzzy, um, is always fuzzy is your kryptonite. Fuzzy's the best. He is. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we keep it in the family. It's my adopted son, uh-huh. but still uh, not too happy about that. But I will take the volume with Brandon Cooks. Is he the most exciting pick? No, but he is far from washed. We can send, we can pencil him into 110 plus targets in this Dallas Cowboys offense. And looking at that, yeah, I'll take that as my wide receiver three because I think there's easily a chance where he could be a wide receiver two this year. Okay, looking on after Cooks, Antonio Gibson at 906, Kenny Pickett at 907 to B12er, uh, Andrew Erickson. You took James Cook as you continue to build out your running back room. I've heard some people saying it's Damian Harris's backfield. Uh, One of those people was Andrew Erickson, uh, but you selected James Cook here. So tell me why. Well, again, playing into the format, it's full PPR. So Mm -hmm. I think that James Cook, if he if he has a pass catching role, which he showed a little bit last year, there's again behind Stefan Diggs. You know, who are these really established pass catchers in Buffalo's offense? Gabe Davis. And he's not a volume receiver. So I think that there's a role where James Cook could have a decent target share. And we just got news today about Naeem Hines. Like I was kind of hesitant on James Cook because I was like, Naeem Hines is like the team is paying him a lot of money. Like he's going to play, yeah. but that's no longer the case. Like he's not going to play. So um, I, sorry, I was on the clock. So I was just, I had a mental okay. lapse, but never apologize um, for making your pick <laughs> or saying, but I, love I think you. Those are without, never without Naeem for. Hines anymore in the equation, I think that raises James Cook's floor substantially. Like that basically locks him into all the receiving from this backfield where it's Damien Harris and Latavius Murray kind of duking out for that early down roll, goal line roll potentially on the Bills offense. Pat Fryermuth goes next at 909. Jamie, you took Gabe Davis at 910. A trendy pick last year, fallen off year over year in terms of the fantasy community's love for him. Why the love for him here at 910 with some other guys like Pickens and Juju and Kadarius who went after on the board? Well, I mean, aside from Kadarius, but we know the situation there. You know, oh, you're tying that's a situation. <laughs> to the quarterback, Oof. you know, and and to tie yourself to Josh Allen, nothing's changed for Gabe Davis. You know, it's the same conversation that we had last year. He he struggled, obviously, you know, and I think when you start to dig into it, you know, the ankle injury that forced him out of week two, and then he kind of rushed back. I think, you know, you hear some beat writers saying that he might have come back too soon. Um, then you have Josh Allen's elbow injury, and that sort of changed how this passing game looked. They didn't add anything of significance at the wide receiver spot this offseason. Clearly, Dalton Kincaid is going to change some of the things that they do. But as Andrew just alluded to, you know, the the target share should still be there for Gabe Davis. And he's the type of guy that can win you some weeks. And so when we were drafting him last year, we were drafting him as almost a a wide receiver two, mostly wide receiver three. He was going, at least on our side, as as the 60th overall pick. Now you're talking about a round 10 pick, round nine pick. It's just an easy, you know, by the dip. You know, so I I, I think it's just one of those guys where um, if he he struggles, I should be able to replace him because he's not, again, somebody that's a guaranteed starter for me. right, Right now he's my flex, my fourth receiver. I'll always take the chance on upside in those type of spots. Makes a lot of sense to me. Okay, as we continue on here, I'm going to go make my selection. Derek, actually, excuse me, Erickson, let's talk about your selection, AJ Dillon, then we'll get everybody caught up. Go ahead. So, again, I'm trying to find some running backs later in the draft that I think have RB1 upside. And how many guys are built like AJ Dillon? Uh, Derek Henry, maybe? Like, like, that's it. Like, there's really not many running backs in the NFL that are 245 pounds that could be an RB1 if something happens to the guy in front of him. And now Aaron Jones? Super efficient last year, great in the passing game, not showing any signs of falling off, but it just takes one injury here or there, and A.J. Dillon's in the RB1 slot. Like, how high would we rank A.J. Dillon if we knew Aaron Jones wasn't going to play? Mm-hmm. He's top 10 running back. So there's not a lot of guys that fit that profile this late in the draft, which is why I like going to Dillon, who the team has shown over the last two seasons. 
he has the red zone role. Like, that's his role. So if the Packers offense is average or above average with Jordan Love, I think A.J. Dillon's going to benefit a lot from it. Uh, I can't argue with that. Uh, continuing on here, like I said, recapping the picks, Gabe Davis, then George Pickens, Kadarius Tony, and Juju at the turn. Starting the 10th round, then Bryce Young. Jamie took another quarterback in Ryan Tannehill. Uh, we'll get to Jamie's recap of that in a second. Rashad Penny goes off the board. Moody, very sly selection there. I like Penny, especially in this value at the 10th. Uh, as you spoke before, Erickson, you took A.J. Dillon. Then Sky Moore goes off the board to be 12-er. DVR selects uh, Kyler Murray. Then Debro, one of my favorite dart throws, Jamison Williams. Let's talk about that selection here. Yeah, I mean, right now, looking at trying to build out this wide receiver room, I think looking at these late shots, it's really just who could be at massively outperform their ADP. And JMO is one of those guys. Like when he comes back from suspension, he could be a weekly low end wide receiver to high end three with a lot of ceiling. And really, you know, I got sniped here. I was in between uh, Jamison Williams and Sky Moore uh, with the Kadarius Tony news. And so he got pumped up. So I was ha sad to miss out on Sky, but I'll happily take Jameson Williams here as my wide receiver four. Okay, so Williams is the four here. So in six weeks, you can cash in on that. Garoppolo goes, then Elijah Moore. I was so close. My two picks, Rafi skunked me, and then so did Fan. I want Elijah Moore and Evan Ingram. I got neither. They both went before me, so I just took more running backs. Zach Charbonnet uh, and Damian Harris, because I am going to be Andrew Erickson's worst nightmare. Uh, when... Charbonnet takes over for Ken Walker or Walker gets hurt. And then it turns out Damian Harris is the guy and not James Cook. Uh, I can hear the trade proposals coming now. But look, on all honesty, this is something I like to do in the Superflex. Hit the quarterback early, build up that wide receiver room. And as you can see, look, Erickson took A.J. Dillon. You had Alexander Madison go late to Jamie. You had Damian Pierce go in the sixth round to Derek Brown. I took Rashad White. Isaiah Pacheco, Alvin Kamara, Zach Charbonnet, Damian Harris, build depth because they're not going to all stay healthy anyway. Play your matchups and you can get by that way. And usually running back is the one thing on the waiver wire you can always find again. So I feel good building this room. We'll see what's left to a tight end when it comes back around to me. I ain't feeling good about it. Samaj P. Ryan goes next at 11.02. Then Dalton Schultz to Rafi at 11.03. CJ Stroud to the fuzz. And 11.04, you took Brock Purdy. I was considering this election. It's all about the health. It seems like reports are good. I don't know why I can't get comfortable with it. But Derek Brown, you were as your third quarterback selected. So talk about Brock Purdy and what you think you could see in a full season from him in 2023. I mean, we saw it last year. He's going to be, as long as he's healthy, somewhere in that low-end QB1, probably mid-QB2 conversation. And as my QB three, the quarterback market is just rapidly drying up as far as guys that we think either have the, the starting job sewn up or should be the favorite. Obviously, as long as his arm still works and is functional, he's going to be the starter for the 49ers. The team has told us this. Kyle Shanahan has said this over and over and over and over. And as if I had Brock Purdy as my QB two, I feel a little bit squeamish but qb3 yeah let's take the shot okay taking the shot Derek brown is after that uh DVR selects eli mitchell then sam howell goes another qb off the board we'll see what he's able to do uh i find myself in a lot of super flex especially the deeper ones taking shots on the taylor heineke's and taking shots on the jacoby brissettes and those very deep leagues because i feel like those guys are going to start some games if they cover your buys that's going to be pretty good nico collins to you big pot energy how do you feel about this selection i like it I like the full PPR. Nico Collins should be a the number one receiver for the Houston Texans. If it's not Dalton Schultz, 
Mm-hmm. So getting him this late as a depth piece when you can start up to four wide receivers potentially, depending on how I'm feeling with my second quarterback, I like the pick. Okay, and your next quarterback selected was Mac Jones at 12.05, straight out of my queue. So touche, Erickson. I see what you did there. So you're taking shots at me. Look, do you believe it's just as simple as you get somebody who is actually capable of calling plays and understanding offense that Mac Jones makes a rebound after last year's pitiful showing of that whole offense? 100%. We saw this already play out with Trevor Lawrence. Like, what what do we need to be convinced? Like, you can argue, okay, Lawrence was a better prospect than Mac Jones. Mac Jones was still a first-round pick. Like, we saw Mac Jones as a rookie be better than Trevor Lawrence. So I don't understand why everyone's like, well, it's going to be Bailey's app. He's going to push him for the job. It's not happening. It's not happening. Mac Jones is going to be the starter every single week of the Patriots season, unless he gets hurt. Okay. Every single week you heard it there first. Oh man. Like tight end did not go my way, folks. Everybody went that I thought was going to go (laughs) off there. (sighs) I predicted it. I knew it was going to happen. While I'm making my picks, uh, why don't you announce your pick here? Uh, Jamie Eisenberg and let's get a breakdown on that player because I'm I'm searching the board now I need a minute my last one your last one yeah <laughs> or your last uh, my two, last one whatever you want to do there for the folks here <laughs> my last two were Khalil Herbert and Michael Thomas and uh, Herbert is somebody that's obviously very intriguing you know the Bears backfield right now is wide open I, I, I'm really excited about Roshan Johnson but you know Herbert I think is going to get the first crack at it and we'll see if he takes advantage of it obviously had some positive moments uh, when Montgomery has missed time Michael Thomas is the first time that I drafted him but we're talking about a fifth receiver here, and we know 10 games played over the last three seasons. It's very tough to trust him. But if he is healthy by any stretch, uh, should outperform this, this draft slot. And so, again, just taking a, a flyer at, at, at this point in the draft where the receiver market's kind of dried up a little bit, I don't think anybody has his upside if he does play you know, anything close to a full season. This is why I like having professionals, because when I go on tilt, I need somebody to take over the show. Just somebody to <laughs> take over and do that. And, you know, I, want, I was looking for Roshan Johnson. I was running out of time, and then I ended up having to get the – Auto picked on my defense. Again, all the tight ends went. So I ended up with Cole Komet, but we'll get to that in just a second. So after Herbert goes to Jamie, then at Joku at 11-11, Jacoby Myers, Chigaconquo, Brian Robinson Jr., you took Michael Thomas and that flyer. I mean, if he plays and he looks anything like the Michael Thomas of old, league winner. It's just been a lot of years since we've seen that. Years, plural. Jeff Wilson, then Mac Jones at 12.05, Delsage at 12.06, Odell Beckham at 12.07, interesting value there. Uh, King of Bros, you took Rondo Moore at 12.08. Uh, so all the Arizona Cardinals wide receivers going to Derrickson here. All the shares. Debro, let's hear about Rondo Moore. I mean, I like volume. We all like volume. And when Rondell Moore, during the seven full games that he played last year, 22% target share, and he was performing as a wide receiver three in fantasy. So PPR format, Cardinals can be as bad as they want to be, and they're still going to have to throw the ball. And we've already seen what this looks like as Rondell Moore is the wide receiver two in that offense. We we know what that happens, like or what that's going to look like. He's going to be a wide receiver two or wide receiver three or four. And in PPR, yeah, I'll happily sit here and draft him at this point. Okay, so Rondell Moore goes, then Jarek McKinnon, Trey Lance, Lazard was another guy I had in the queue. He went right before. So again, the queue just got obliterated right before it got to me. Cole Komet. The tight end I end up with, maybe this will finally be the year. It would be nice because I love the talent. But again, I have concerns about how things have gone for me. I end up taking the Cowboys defense because I couldn't find Roshan in time. He went next to the fan. Dalton Kincaid goes at 13.03. Then Jamal Williams, Jalen Warren. Now, Debro, you've talked a lot about Jalen Warren. It's the first time I feel like we've been in the draft. We actually selected him. Uh, For those who have not heard yet, why is Warren an interesting late round pick? 
Uh, because you look at every single efficiency metric last year and he dusted Najee Harris. And I think he's going to have a standalone role in this backfield. We have numerous weeks where we saw him performing as an RB three, a flex worthy player. And if anything happens to Najee again, Pittsburgh loves to sit here and lean on one guy. So I think that Jalen Warren has the talent and the skill set that he showed last year. If anything happened to Najee, Jalen Warren would be a league winner. So at this point in the draft, looking for RB upside. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But do you think a lot of the Najee, you know, disappointment is really based on the offensive line and can that improve offensive line, get Najee back to the top of the mountain where we were so excited about him coming into the league and his good rookie season after last year playing with such a bad O-line? I think it can get him back up the hill. Now, I don't know about to the top to the top of the mountain, because even with the improved offensive line, Najee Harris, like, yes, the tackle breaking metrics are okay, but he is not an explosive runner. And I think we're going to see more Jalen Warren. And we've already heard some rumors out of OTAs that Matt Canada is not going to be able to hold this guy back. So I think that especially on the passing downs where Warren excelled last year is a spot where we're looking at. I think that he is going to be somebody that we're looking at uh, constantly this year. Okay. Running up that hill, Derek Brown, San Francisco 49ers D goes next. Then tank Bigsby, another D bro favorite uh, Erickson. You selected Clyde Edwards, Alaire. We'll get to your picks in just a moment. Zay Jones, Jerome Ford, the Eagles defense, Devin Singletary, Tyler Algier, starting the 14th Devon, a chain Romeo Dobbs. So Jamie, you took Dobbs and Ford. Let's discuss those selections. What do you see Ford's role being in this offense? And is there enough, around with Jordan Love to make Romeo Dobbs. Interesting enough, you also have Watson to have both of those guys actually fantasy relevant. Yeah, I think for Dobbs, it was more of a play on, okay, one of these guys is going to emerge as the, the leading receiver there for Green Bay. And so just taking a shot at, you know, locking them both up because it was just so cheap to get get Dobbs based on his his availability at this point. And so if the the offseason reports, the OTAs minicamp reports are accurate and that this is the guy that Jordan Love is leaning on, you know, it wouldn't be surprised if if there's a hundred targets for the second guy. So Watson, you know, being the, the lead leading receiver, but Dobbs getting enough chances to still be, you know, successful enough. You don't want to, you know, have to bank on both those guys. But should Watson go down, then maybe Dobbs, as we saw in the first four games last year, was you know a go-to guy in this offense. Uh, for Ford, you know, we talk about lottery tickets all the time. Nick yeah. Chubb goes down. You know, Jerome Ford's the next guy up. I wouldn't be surprised if they're one of these teams in the market for uh, a free agent running back or somebody gets cut. And there's also some talk about maybe Kareem Hunt going back there, but. They seem to really love, you know, Jerome Ford as the second guy. Nick Chubb was just talking about yesterday when he met with the media. And so there's been a lot of additional touches for the the non-Nick Chubb running back there. Most of it has been Kareem Hunt. You understand why. Uh, but again, you know, we talk about league-winning type of guys. This offensive line's great. This offense should be better with Deshaun Watson. If Nick Chubb misses any time, I think Jerome Ford would be a starter for most fantasy managers. After Dobbs, New Orleans goes next at 1404, then Baker Mayfield. So Clyde Edwards Alaire, Baker Mayfield, you took more quarterbacks. You got that little uh, trade capital, I feel like, uh, Erickson. How do you feel about all these quarterbacks you got on this roster? I mean, it's super flex format. And, yeah. you know, any quarterback that can start games has value, just like Geno Smith did last year when people mm -hmm. got him basically for free. And that's <laughs> what I'm doing with Baker Mayfield. It's the exact same coach. Dave Canales was the coach for Geno Smith last year, quarterback's coach. Now he's the offensive coordinator for the Buccaneers. Like, If Baker he turns Mayfield those guys around back-to-back -back years, he should be a head coach in the league. Like, I mean, eventually I mean, you got to give some You see offensive up. masterminds come out of the woodwork it's all true. the time. So, I mean, Baker Mayfield's got good weapons in Tampa Bay. Like, I mean, we've seen him be good before in the NFL. It's not like he's never been good. So... I think that he can deliver a lot more than what the expectation is. Well, the second to last pick of yours, I can understand that logic. New York Jets go at 1406, then Rashid Shahid at 1407. Bills 
Defense to Derek Brown, then Gerald Everett, Baltimore Ravens, Darnell Mooney goes to the fan. I took two of my dudes, uh, my late round picks. I always like to start throwing darts at wide receivers for the Kansas City Chiefs, especially since I have Mahomes. Uh, maybe too early for Justin Ross quite yet, but I took Rashi Rice and John Mechie, who I still believe is going to lead that team in receptions for the Houston Texans. We'll see if I'm right or wrong as the season unfolds. Patriots defense at 15.02, Kendra Miller at 15.03, the Chiefs D. Derek Brown took Jacoby Brissett, exactly what we were talking about before. Hedging, hedging, hedging. DVR, Richie James Jr. Uh, D, let me ask you real quick about Brissett as we know Erickson took the Broncos D. Uh, Jamie selects the Commanders. Brissett Howell, who's the starter week one in your opinion? I think if if he's given a free shake or, or a f- free, a fair shake, I'm going to get my words right here. Too. Fair shakes are free, right. Free. The free shake, yeah. that's where it's at. Especially chocolate, vanilla, any of those, just free. Mm, cookies and cream baby there you go. um but if jacoby really gets a fair shot at this job he can beat out sam howell jacoby Brissett played extremely well last year top 12 top 15 and multiple efficiency metrics that we care about and again i think that this is a commander's team especially with the sale going through of the team and a new owner this is this is a team fighting for their jobs as far as whether it's quarterback head coach everybody so they're going to go with the guy that can win them games. Maybe that's Sam Howell, but I'm willing to bet that it's not. Well, whoever it is or isn't, Ron Rivera doesn't have a lot of time to figure it out. I think he's on the hot seat, which is unfortunate because he's a great guy, great coach, but you got to win eventually in this league or you're not going to stick around. All right, the grades are in. Here we go. Let's see who has to go to summer school. I got a B minus, so I'm going to get to go on vacation. It's nice. Uh, projected standings wise, I'll take it. Um, you know. It's exactly what I thought. I know it would get hammered here in a couple of these because I would reach for a few guys. Tight end got away from me. Uh, but all that matters is, uh, did I beat Jamie Eisenberg? And the answer is yes. Uh, that's it. Now I can hold this over him when I see him in a couple of weeks and he won't care at all. I can guarantee. Uh, Jamie, it's okay. The, the draft wizard is, you did better than our last guest, Brett Coleman, who got an F. We haven't seen that. And Brett, an F. He actually failed the draft. We told him, we set him up with a whole tutor gonna be fun we gave him a draft wizard we gave him some premium tools to help get him better uh but the winner today is the fan at the top 1586 congratulations fan you did it uh the he who should not be named that's linter i can't even say it i don't even understand it finished second of course they did and look at you two number three and number four andrew erickson with the bragging rights over Derek brown uh let's see who liked our team well the hot take according to the draft wizard is joe pizapia liked my team more than anybody else and I feel good about that. That's something that I feel warm and fuzzy about. Uh, looking at some of the other folks who did not like my team, my good friend Scott Bogman gave me a thumbs down. Uh, Andrew Erickson on the expert opinions. Who liked you? Who didn't like your draft? Uh, Derek Brown, I'm calling you out because you don't like my draft. And oh. even though I beat you. I want this thrown out much? there. Sore loser I, I want this thrown out there. This needs an expert review, okay? The fact that you got above me. Uh-uh, I call it, there there's shenanigans here. Uh-uh. Mm. Well, the fun is well. you can draft against all of us. You can set it to draft against the fantasy pros. You could set your draft wizard simulator to draft against the composite experts, all these different opportunities. If you're doing best ball, you could set it to do different best ball ADPs. There's so many ways now with the draft wizard to really make sure that you're getting the best workout for your draft muscles. And that's why I love it. So like right now we're being graded on the three of us. I set it up to grade us based on our rankings so take it up with yourself, Derek Brown, if you're behind Andrew Erickson at the end of the day. Jamie Eisenberg, tell me, who was uh, some of the experts that possibly liked your draft? What did the draft wizard tell you you should have done where you didn't do? 
Uh, tell me where to look. <laughs> I will tell you. In the summary up at the top, uh, you can click gotcha. and it'll tell you some Expert of the opinion. what ifs. It'll give you expert opinions for the give you the thumbs up and thumbs down. It gives you the projected standings, your position ranks overall against the league. Like I have a great defense. My quarterback says I'm eighth. I don't know why. I've got cousins and Derek and Derek Brown and Patrick Mahomes, Derek Brown, a <laughs> quarterback, never. Uh, but Jamie, how do the experts feel about your draft? Uh, my bench is first. So obviously I did a good job later than I did. <laughs> the draft. Uh, my wide receivers are third and my super flex is, is third. But my running backs, I think, is where the, the biggest issue is. 12th in terms of uh, running backs and 12th in terms of starters. So obviously going with the J.K. Dobbins, Alexander Madison pairing at the running back spot did not go well with the experts. here. I don't know. I like it. Uh, and I really like the wide receiver group you put together. These are... Like I said, this is why I hate being in real drafts with you in real world. And I know I'm in several this year again, and it's always the same. I can always count on you, Adam Ronis, a couple of people that will always take the guys straight out of my queue. Jamie, you ended up with Lawrence, J.K. Dobbins, Madison, then Tyreek Hill, Calvin Ridley, Christian Watson, and Kyle Pitts. A really good setup. Then you went Gabe Davis, Tuatunga Bailoa, the Commanders D, Ryan Tannehill, Michael Thomas, Herbert, Dobbs, Ford. How do you feel about this roster now that you're looking back at it? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with it. Obviously, there'll be some, some big weeks, some spike weeks when the Jaguars and Dolphins are putting up big numbers. And, you know, when those, when those teams struggle, uh, hopefully be few and far between, the, this fantasy roster will, will not be so great. But that's what happens when you end up stacking. Again, it wasn't something that was intentional. Uh, I think that's usually a better best ball type of move. But, you know, in redraft leagues, it can work. And, and if, uh, if, if these teams are, are doing well, especially if the Dolphins get a healthy two at Tonga Bailoa, I feel pretty good about this roster. You said something very profound and you just kind of threw it in there earlier when we were drafting. And I just want to bring it up again. Jamie said the words, I don't really care about ADP. I love that because if you're doing the homework, you get the guys that you think are going to be the guys. ADP is polling. ADP is a consensus. ADP is what the general feel is. It doesn't make it true. It doesn't make it exact. It's a starting point. Do the work. Listen to the pods. Listen to guys like Jamie, you know, read his work too. And, and then, you know, all the stuff over here, fantasy pros, get your own opinions and then get your guys. That's what I did. And of course I got lesser grade for it, but it's all about the end game. Uh, Debro, let's look at your end game here and your team, Lamar Jackson, Tony Pollard. That's a sexy start. Damian Pierce, Jerry, Judy, Jackson, Smith, and Jigba, Brandon cooks, Mark Andrews at the tight end position. Whenever you go early tight end, that wide receiving core always takes a hit. David Montgomery, Richardson. Then you have the Buffalo defense, Brock Purdy on the bench with Williams. Nice upside there. Rondell Moore, Jalen Warren, Jacoby Brissett. Your thoughts here and who liked your draft and who hated it? I There was a few wide receivers that looking at how I built this team, I wish would have fallen to me. But again, I feel like I backfilled the wide receiver room pretty well. I gave myself a 98. So again, That's all I'm winning. Yeah. Um, Nick Bodeford gave me a 91. I've got problems with Mr. Alex Caruso, who gave me a 60. But he's such a nice overall, guy, though. I, I like this team. I really do. I think like um, looking at some of the, uh, the um, other options in the draft wizards and stuff, uh, I love going to the pick analysis. And especially when you're running these mocks and stuff like that, and you're like, what if, if I would have done this differently, what would have happened? And restarting the draft from that point, I mean, I might disagree because right now the draft wizard's telling me if I would have gone Kenny Pickett and Isaiah Hodgins over Brandon Cooks and Jacoby Brissett, I would have had 170 points increase to my team score which is yes is true unless Brissett wins the starter job so again early times doing these mocks but this is what you want to be 
playing around with in these uh, Superflex formats and how your team builds go. And I don't know if anybody has the answer about who is going to be in New York. Is it going to be Paris Campbell? Is it going to be Hodgins again? Like he ends in the, down the stretch. So many questions there uh, for you real quick. Let's do your team as well. Andrew Erickson, Justin Fields, Brees Hall, Ken Walker, Chris Olave, Amari Cooper, DeAndre Hopkins, Travis Kelsey. You did pretty well here, kiddo. I think this is a good team. Uh, Marquise Brown, I'll let that one pass. Then you had Mac Jones. Fourth place team. I know. Uh, Denver Broncos, Baker Mayfield, James Cook, Nico Collins, A.J. Dillon, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Erickson, I think, honestly, this is this is a team to beat. How do you feel about it looking back? I know there's some questions at the running back position there, but the upside this team carries with those two RBs and Hopkins, especially with Kelsey, that's a lot. Yeah, I mean, I really like the way this team kind of shook out here. And I was really just kind of playing like QB2 chicken. Like I, I was really waiting to see <laughs> where I could take my second quarterback. I got Fields at locked in as my first guy. I wanted an elite passer. So exactly what I got or elite fantasy quarterback, passer, whatever. And I actually wanted Ryan Tannehill. But Jamie Eisenberg decided to take his third quarterback, even though he didn't need to. And, you know, he sniped me. And I was like, you know, I thought I was thinking ahead. I was like, I look in behind everyone that was drafting after me. It was like, I, they all have two quarterbacks. I can let Tannehill slide a little bit more. But Jamie's too good. So he took well, I, I think if if I didn't have Tua, you know, I just had to make sure I had a, a third one to cover myself. Just in case point. those concussion issues come up. Again. If you take two in the Superflex, it's a fantastic point. I think you have to prioritize that third quarterback a little bit higher on the trough because it's a risk reward thing. Great point there, Jamie. Uh, real quick before we wrap things up for me, Patrick Mahomes at the top. He's pretty good at football. Then I've got Rashad White and Alvin Kamara as my running backs. But I dare you to find a better wide receiving core of C.D. Lamb, Garrett Wilson, D.K. Metcalf. Let's go. Uh, Zay Flowers uh, there in the flex spot with Cole Komet at tight end. Kirk Cousins is the super flex QB. Cowboys D then all the running backs. Pacheco, Harris, Charbonnet, Rashi Rice, John Mechie. I want to hear from all of you. Who do you think had the best draft here? Uh, and why is it probably? Uh, I, I think Andrew's draft was pretty good. I, I don't like giving Andrew a lot of credit, but I'm going to I like oh, Andrew's. Geez. I like mine too. Uh, but what do the people on YouTube say? Drop the comments below. Be kind. Be reasonable. Let us know who won the draft. And remember, when you subscribe to our YouTube channel, you get a chance to win a one-year free premium upgrade to all the best tools on the planet to help you win all your leagues. I want to thank the sponsors today, too. Don't forget about Game Time, uh, the Game Time app. Enter the promo code FANTASYPROS. Get $20 off your first order. And also, of course, Harry's, too. You want the best shave of your life. Harry's is the place to get it. So use the promo code as well. What we're going to do is send you to uh, the site, which is harrys.com slash fantasy pros. You get that starter set with the razor, with the shave gel and some fun things as well there for just three bucks. Give it a try. You're going to love it. Uh, I love Jamie Eisenberg, one of my favorite people in the industry, one of the great minds out there and one of the great shows to check out all their amazing work on CBS. Follow them on the Twitter machine at Jamie Eisenberg and follow these two guys too. Bro, and of course, Andrew Erickson. That'll do it for us, but the story of the game goes on. We'll see you next time, kids. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Pros Football Podcast. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Fantasy Pros and subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash fantasy pros.
Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary.